0: Hey there, Lead with Impact listeners. The solo episodes are back. I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hey, 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 I'm Brian, and I'm so happy that you are with me today. We have done quite a few interview episodes lately. I hope you've enjoyed them some amazing episodes i learned a lot recording them and i hope you have been able to enjoy listening to them and more to come much much more to come but i do want to start dropping some more solo episodes in as well this is how it all started and i've got things i'd like to say as well you know when i do my interviews i always tell the guests that this is their opportunity to sort of say what they would like to say, and I view it as their forum, and I'm facilitating that for them. And I always tell them, I can always record an episode whenever I want to say what I want to say, but I haven't been doing enough of it, so I'm going to do that today, and I'll be doing it more in the future. So I wanted to talk about business today and my view of how a successful business is structured in terms of its stakeholders, the people that it's trying to please. And you know, every business, when it's built, has three principal stakeholders. It has the owner of the business, uh, the guy who opened it, the lady who opened the business and built it, certainly a stakeholder in its success. Larger companies that are publicly traded have shareholders instead. They become the owners of the business. But either way, they are the ones who will see the monetary impact from the success or failure of the business. You have the customers. Certainly, they are impacted and are massive stakeholders in the success or failure of any business. And then lastly, you have the employees, the people who come to work every day, give their best day after day, week after week they are certainly stakeholders in the success of the business because they are giving a lot of their lives towards that business and they're counting on it for their employment. So any business that has at least one employee has those three stakeholders. And the question that business has wrestled with for a long time is, which is the primary stakeholder? Which of those three should the business be trying to please above all others? And like I said, business wrestled with this for a long time, until 1970. In 1970, a gentleman by the name of Milton Friedman wrote a book, actually I should say wrote an article in New York Times Magazine. It was called, The Social Responsibility of Business is to Increase Its Profits. Catchy title, right? And Friedman's main thought, as you can probably deduce from that, Is that the only responsibility of a business, or at least its primary responsibility, is to make money. And everything else comes second. And so you can sort of tell which one of those stakeholders Friedman thought came first. That is the people who are counting on the financial success of the business. And that was accepted by so many people for so long, it became standard business practice. And what have we seen because of it? problems more and more. For instance, how many of us have seen articles or even experienced firsthand companies moving jobs, maybe overseas, or cutting back totally to make a little bit more money, even though it's going to cost some jobs. Or making decisions maybe to cut quality a little bit in order to save money. Or to take a number of steps, you name it, in order to chase the everlasting dollar. There's a whole school of thought, by the way, that two plane crashes that Boeing suffered in the past year were largely due to this, due to the fact they were just trying to make money to the point where they stopped hearing things like safety concerns and sort of threw them to the side. Now, I'm not saying that. There's was a great article in Industry Week that was printed a few weeks ago that said that. I'll throw a link to it in the show notes. But the point is... A money-only focus may work in the short term, but by nature, it's going to cause problems, problems that we've already seen. Because once you say that is the sole focus, you're saying basically, I'll do anything for a buck because that's the most important thing. And secondly, the nature of the business becomes, I do anything for a short-term buck because you're not thinking a year down the road, five years down the road, particularly in publicly traded companies, because they have quarterly reports they have to give. And those shareholders are waiting to see those quarterly reports. So everything becomes a quarter-by-quarter race to increase short-term profits. Customers get tossed to the side. Employees get tossed to the side. Now, the second school of thought is that customers come first. And that might seem to make a lot of sense, and in some ways it does We've all heard the customer's always right, which, by the way, I don't believe in. But I do believe that outstanding, outrageously good customer service should be the hallmark of any business that has customers. You should be going above and beyond to win them. My thought, though, is that there are different ways to do that. And what I found is that there are different ways to do that. You see, a customer first mentality brings with it some other problems. First of all, companies that say they're going to put the customers first, by nature, put employees second and the owners second. What's that mean? It means that they start to feel second best. (laughs) They start to feel that they are not the priority. And one of the craziest things that any business can ever expect is to treat its employees poorly or apathetically and expect them to give outrageously happy customer service. It's not going to happen. They're going to reflect the treatment that they're given. And so you can tell this is happening when companies come out with lists of rules and behaviors that they have to give their employees to try to get them to give great customer service. Like, always say the customer's name, always look the customer in the eye, always do X, always do Y. And those things are good when you have a properly motivated and happy employee. They can add to the experience. But when you force an unmotivated employee to just go through the motions, that shows so, so clearly. And I've had that. I bet you have too. We've gone to places of business and had people go through their little script but anybody could tell that their heart's not in it. And really, they're just hoping that we go away and leave them alone, even though they're forced to say differently. And so that's what happens when the employees start to feel second best. You can also see that sometimes when places of business have lavish physical areas for their customers, but then the employees have to go someplace that looks like it was last updated 75 years ago. And What's the subconscious message that you're second best? They are not quite as important. And that just creates a culture where employees feel like afterthoughts. And in time, they're going to start behaving that way if that's the way they're treated. One more problem with, with this train of thought that I've found, and you might not think of this, unless you've ever worked in retail or done any type of service business, then you'll know this is 100% true. And if this offends somebody, I'm sorry, but it's, I think, so apropos. The truth is, there's a small percentage of customers in any business who are not your ideal customer and are just plain going to cause more trouble than they're worth. They're going to con they're going to come in, they're going to alienate your employees. They're possibly going to insult your employees. They're going to alienate other customers, and they're just going to make life miserable for every single person around them. I was used to say in training that some people aren't happy unless they're miserable. and we all know those people. again, if you've ever been in retail, you've encountered those people. But if you have a business philosophy that says you have to do anything to win those people over, you are going to, again, alienate the people that work for you. Other customers are going to see it and be turned off by having to witness all this, or they're going to be encouraged to repeat the same behavior. So that, again, I found to just be a losing philosophy. Your staff has to know that they come first, but you count on them, to give outstanding customer service, and they're going to be in a position to do so. And so how do you do that? You do that by building from the inside out. In other words, you build putting your staff first, putting employees first, putting the people first to come into work day after day, week after week, year after year, some people decade after decade. Your business is built around those people. You build a culture, where they feel included, where they feel valued, and they feel engaged. And then you set them free to give great customer service and give them autonomy to do so. Set them free to go please your customers and surpass their expectations. And they will do it if they feel supported and they feel valued. What happens then? customers get that service real customer service not fake going through the motions read the script customer service and they become raving fans and they go tell their friends and we can all think of businesses that are like that for us where we are just treated so well the employees there really feel happy to see us they treat us well and we're not going to go anywhere else so we get engaged that business We are fans, that's where we're headed, and we tell our friends, and the last part of the cycle gets taken care of. The owners, the shareholders, they are going to see their profits increase because we built from the inside out. Employees, customers, owners, slash shareholders. This is a much more viable philosophy for the long term, especially in 2019, 2020 and beyond, where people skills are becoming so much more valuable. These days, computers can do almost anything except for relate to us as humans. Any business will kill for people that can actually relate to other people as humans and engage with them on a level that technology can't. If you can do that and your business can do that, you are set up For greatness, and you do that by building from the inside out. Those are my thoughts for today. Just a quick note thank you so much for joining me. I've got more to say, but I'm going to break it up into future episodes. In the meantime, stay tuned. Got some more really, really cool interviews coming your way. Drop me a line at brian at brianrollo.com. Let me know if you like this episode and which of the interviews so far have been your favorite. That's it for now. Go out, have a great day, lead with impact, and I will talk to you soon.